0: Welcome to the Spiritual Outliers Podcast, where we explore the uncharted territories of spirituality and self-discovery. In a world where conformity seems to be the norm, we aim to shine a light on the unique and diverse experiences of those who have found their own path to healing and self-awareness. Join me as we delve into the mysteries of the universe, share stories of personal growth, and interview spiritual outliers who have forged their own way to a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your journey, This podcast is for earthbound misfits who are curious about the limitless possibilities of the human spirit. Welcome back spiritual outliers. Happy Venus Day and also happy Friday the 13th. I'm your host Heather and I know it's been a few weeks since my last episode. I was in Florida helping my aunt for a week and a half, but I am back and really happy to be here with you today. I will resume putting out new episodes every Friday. Also, I've seen a lot of new listeners join our community lately, and I am really excited about it. So I I just want to take the time to say welcome and uh, thank you so much for taking this journey with me here. So I like to discuss uh, new age spirituality and healing if you are new here, but lately I've had a laser focus for discussing OCD, relationships, and mental health. I basically allow myself to be guided and pulled to discuss a topic I feel will be beneficial. So today we are on episode 22. Also, I ordered a brand new microphone, which I am so excited about because I made it to 20 episodes and I promised myself that once I did that, I could have a microphone. So I should have it later today or tomorrow. So the next episode that I bring to you, I will be using a new microphone and I hope that the sound gets better. So today I would really like to bring more awareness to relationship OCD versus relationship anxiety, what contributes to these experiences and why I feel more people will be experiencing ROCD or RA in the coming years. Let me preface this by saying that. These experiences or conditions are not usually because of the partner that individuals are with, but rather it's a symptom of underlying grief and traumas that have not been properly dealt with in the past. You know, if safety and well being are being threatened, though, while in a relationship because of a partner who is abusive or actively cheats, that is absolutely grounds to exit the relationship. So I am not speaking to those situations. What I am talking about here applies to those who are in a safe dynamic, but still mentally struggle with fears around being in a relationship. These experiences of ROCD and RA likely bubble to the surface in a relationship in which love is safe and supportive, paradoxically, because there is finally a grounded, safe space in which to work through the storehouse of accumulated pain. This is why I think the saying, Wherever you go, there you are is so important to remember. The face can change, as in the partner can be different many times over, but what's stored within has become baggage that needs to be properly unpacked, or else it becomes a ghost that haunts all relationships uh, presently and those that occur in the future. So what is the difference between relationship OCD and relationship anxiety. So ROCD, or relationship obsessive compulsive disorder, is a type of anxiety disorder that can cause significant distress and impairment in romantic relationships. While the exact cause of ROCD is not fully understood, several factors may contribute to its development. And I have some theories on why I developed it, which I will definitely share in this episode. So relationship anxiety is a general feeling of nervousness unease or worry that can occur in the context of a romantic relationship it may be related to concerns about the relationship itself such as worries about whether the relationship will last or about whether the partner is truly committed it may also be related to more general anxiety or attachment issues such as fear of rejection or abandonment ROCD, on the other hand, is a specific type of anxiety disorder characterized by intrusive, obsessive thoughts about the rightness of the relationship. These thoughts may involve doubts about the partner's love or suitability, worries about the future of the relationship, or preoccupation with flaws or imperfections in the partner. Individuals with ROCD may engage in compulsive behaviors such as seeking reassurance from their partner and Google, or constantly checking their feelings in an attempt to alleviate anxiety and discomfort stemming from the uncertainty of the future regarding what may or may not happen in the relationship. While both relationship anxiety and ROCD can involve worries or doubts about the relationship, ROCD is more specific in its symptoms and may be more disruptive to the individual's daily life and functioning, which I can totally validate here. It can feel crippling and it also reduces normal mental function. Additionally, while relationship anxiety may be a normal part of the ups and downs of a romantic relationship, ROCD is a clinical disorder that may require treatment such as therapy or medication, which both can be helpful. And I recommend doing what feels best for you, but I also believe that breakthroughs can be ascertained on one's own without the use of medication or the intervention of a therapist. So this is a very personal decision for anyone experiencing RA or ROCD. Both are equally uncomfortable. They're challenging. Um, It makes you feel like you're constantly on fire with anxiety. So I'm not putting one above the other because they are both disruptive and disturbing. Um, But ultimately it's a question of varying degree of intensity. So relationship OCD does seem to be more severe than relationship anxiety. But as I mentioned, they are both disturbing and uh, challenging in their own rights. So what contributes to ROCD and relationship anxiety? So first of all, it could be a family history of anxiety and mental illness. So one possible factor that contributes to relationship anxiety is a history of anxiety or OCD and I have come to find out that anxiety and mental illness are on my mom's side of the family. My mom was a highly anxious individual, never actually diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, but I do believe that I was imprinted with this template while growing up. It wasn't until more recent years, during my late 30s, that my anxiety flared up to a severe intensity in which I could no longer ignore what was underneath the anxiety. In other words, I really had to face my shit. I could no longer run from it. So it could be that family history has a lot to deal with contributing to relationship OCD. So the next thing that could contribute to ROCD or RA, would be inner child wounding and attachment style. So additionally, childhood experiences such as a history of trauma or insecure attachment may also contribute to the development of ROCD. What I realized is that my father's stroke when I was around the age of 12, which was very traumatic, added to my unhealthy coping mechanisms and ways of thinking. It was an attempt to make peace with the dynamic of my family changing I was severely emotionally neglected, and um, this was unintentional by my family's part. I don't think that they did this on purpose, but I was also bullied at school during this period in my life. So it was really challenging for me. As I grew older and I put myself into traditional talk therapy, I discovered that I had an insecure attachment style. And more recently i discovered i have disorganized attachment style which means i basically vacillate from anxious insecure to avoidant dismissive also known as um, disorganized attachment style so an insecure attachment style refers to a pattern of relating to others that are characterized by a lack of trust fear of abandonment and difficulty forming close and secure emotional bonds with others it is typically seen in those who have experienced inconsistent or unpredictable caregiving in childhood, which can lead to difficulties with emotional regulation, social interaction, and attachment in adulthood. There are three subtypes of insecure attachment style, anxious, avoidant, and disorganized. An anxious attachment style is characterized by a preoccupation with a relationship and a fear of rejection or abandonment. Individuals with an anxious attachment style may be overly clingy or dependent on their partners and may tend to overanalyze their partner's behaviors and motivations. This is because the child was extra vigilant in trying to predict an unpredictable parent's behavior and next moves. One moment, the parent was caring and loving, and the next, the parent was dismissive and invalidating or potentially abusive. Avoidant attachment style, on the other hand, is characterized by a tendency to avoid emotional intimacy and closeness. Individuals with an avoidant attachment style may have difficulty trusting others and may prefer to maintain a distance in their relationships to avoid the possibility of being hurt or rejected. Typically, these individuals are hyper independent and non committal. Or, as I experienced with an avoidant attachment partner years ago, they like to keep someone at arm's length and can use cruel behaviors to keep a partner from getting too close. So a disorganized attachment style is a combination of anxious and avoidant patterns of relating, and it is often seen in individuals who have experienced significant trauma or abuse in childhood. Individuals with a disorganized attachment style may have difficulty regulating their emotions and behaviors and may struggle with forming and maintaining healthy relationships. As I can attest to this, there is a toggling between avoidant and anxious attachment styles, which can be very confusing and frustrating. And also, I would just like to clarify here that I was never physically or mentally abused with my parents. I believe that I was mostly anxious, insecure for a good portion of my life. But once I got out of a a relationship a few years ago, um, I basically switched to avoidant dismissive because the relationship ended quite suddenly and it sort of left me with a lot of trauma. So I just wanted to make that clear. Um, I could do an episode on that maybe later, how you can flip between the different anxious, um, attachment styles. So the next thing that can contribute to ROCD and RA is unhealed grief. So after my mom passed, this is just one example. It seemed to create the onset of ROCD. The great loss of my mother paired with the previous loss of my father many years before when I was 18 seemed to bring to my awareness an incessant fear of the future and the loss of my partner. It was like if life could unexpectedly take my parents away then it could also take my partner away suddenly so ocd brought to the forefront the awareness that i was uncomfortable with uncertainty and feared the worst case scenario would happen so the next thing that uh, can contribute to rocd and ra would be past relationship trauma uh unhealed basically and unhealthy beliefs about the the actual reality of love So relationship factors may play a role in the development of ROCD and RA. Individuals who have experienced past relationships problems are at a risk, which could be any and all of us, but I really feel that highly sensitive folks who have had um, traumatic relationships in the past are the ones that I'm referring to. So for example, insecure attachment styles tend to pick emotionally unavailable partners because the tumultuous, tumultuousness, chaos, and the roller coaster ride of a hot and cold partner is what feels natural and comfortable to the individual, but that does not make the situation healthy or normal by any means. This kind of perpetuates the idea that relationships and possible suitors must have a level of passionate intensity or they aren't worth pursuing, meaning that these individuals will continue choosing unsafe partners until an inner awareness is developed that they are unconsciously recreating familial patterns from childhood that need to be consciously and compassionately faced secondly those who have unrealistic expectations of what a relationship should be this one is huge especially in a culture that perpetuates unrealistic hollywood honey moon notions of love like the one as well as an increase in idealistic unprovable spiritual labels like twin flames and soulmates may be more likely to develop relationship anxiety symptoms i can confidently say that before the inner work i've done concerning rocd i fit both of these categories and i have also fallen prey to the promises held by the twin flame dynamic And I think it's really important to note here that uh, the one which is widely socially accepted as the term we place on an individual who is supposed to fulfill our every desire in a relationship. It's also synonymous with twin flame, which is a spiritual label from the new age community we place on someone we have deemed as the other half of our soul. So the reason that this is problematic is because it puts pressure to get it right with only one person. And if we don't get it right with the one or a twin flame, and the situation doesn't come easily, then does this mean that we ever get another chance at love? And if the dynamic doesn't 100% of the time feel heavenly, then it's not right. Of course, you probably know my reaction here, I call bullshit. And I have an episode on this exact topic, if you'd like to listen, it's called Twin flame is synonymous with the myth of the one and it is episode four. So finally, the other thing that may contribute to ROCD and RA would be biological causes. So research has suggested that there may be abnormalities in certain areas of the brain that are involved in regulating anxiety and obsessive thinking, which could predispose individuals to develop ROCD. In addition, OCD could be tied to a chemical imbalance of serotonin in the brain. And um, i just like to note this, OCD, by the way, can be, can be, okay, considered neurodivergence in some. So it is important to note that while these factors may increase the risk of developing ROCD, not everyone who experiences them will develop the disorder. ROCD is very much a complex and multifaceted condition and its causes are likely to be influenced by a combination of factors so the last thing i'd like to discuss is that rocd and ra may be on the rise in the future and in my opinion and um, this is why so this is kind of intuitive and yet somewhat a grounded probability but it doesn't make my prediction absolute so just want to make that clear On this plane of existence to which i can attest since i'm on it and i have experienced rocd it seems that relationships are one of great importance to most humans i mean romantic relationships are frequently a dynamic that we seek fulfillment in this lifetime and yet they can be filled with excruciating pain if we are not skilled at looking within for the answers and constantly putting the blame on others for how we feel without getting in deep into astrology. I do feel that Pluto into Aquarius as of March of this year, which it has since moved back into Capricorn, but the collective is attempting to iron out and transform some dysfunctional patterns of relating to one another, which I think that Pluto moves back into Aquarius in January of 2024. This is also in part, I believe, because the South Node is currently sitting in Libra for the collective, but I will save more information like this for my astrology podcast that I am excited to release later this month. So, as societal and cultural norms surrounding romantic relationships continue to evolve, individuals may experience increased pressure to find the perfect partner or to meet certain relationship standards governed by Hollywood ideals of romance, which could lead to the development of ROC ROCD symptoms. Sorry. <laughs> there is no shortage of dating apps or online means of connecting with potential partners. And I feel that will only continue to grow in the coming years, especially because of Pluto into Aquarius, which is basically jump starting all of our technology and giving us way more ways to connect. But um, jumping from partner to partner, while it's a valid and very personal choice, will force some individuals to face their inner demons regarding partnering up. So lastly, in my time experiencing ROCD over the past few years, I have seen quite a few healers come online who specialize in helping those dealing with relationship anxiety. As awareness of ROCD grows and more mental health professionals become trained to recognize and diagnose a condition, more individuals may be identified and seek treatment for the symptoms. I think that uh, we are a collective in dire need of reprogramming and rewiring when it comes to understanding love and more individuals will be called to look deeper for answers and healing. And that may mean an initiation into an uncomfortable disorder like RA or ROCD which will provide another awakening and new awareness, contributing to a fresh, healthier lens through which to view partnership. And like I mentioned, I believe that this is desperately needed on this earth at this time. So I wanna leave you with a quote I love by Cheryl Paul. And she says, part of what trips us up is that we expect life and relationships to be easy. There is nothing easy about life and relationships especially seem to stir up every hidden demon Every dusty complex, every latent unshed tear from our own life, and our parents' histories hidden away in the attics of our psyches. Relationships ask us to grow in ways that nothing else does or can. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love and appreciate every single one of you. If you haven't yet, please do me a favor and subscribe to my Substack. I will leave a link in my show notes. I am soon to release exclusive content there with my writing, and I would absolutely love your support for about $5 a month. So if this episode has been beneficial and helpful, please share it with someone you love. That really, really helps me out. And um, please subscribe to my podcast and rate it. So I will see you next Friday, Outliers. Have a wonderful week.